The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Tell me. Break it down. Welcome to the revolution. You want to hear it? You wanted it. Give it to me. We delivered it. You guys sound tight. Booyah! Feeding your outdoors addiction with analysis, insight, and expertise. <laughs> Let's go! Let the revolution with Jim and Trav begin. Here we go. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. My goodness, I feel like we're Sports Center. <laughs> You love this corny crap? ESPN all the way. Yeah, we got a giant bluefin tuna that'll break your ribs. Smooth meal so big they could eat a teenager in firearms that could stop a jackalope jumbo. <gasps> Back to you, buddy. Yeah, hey, we're going to have... <laughs> That's what they talk like. I like it. They do. Hey, we're going to have Mark Davis on the show. He's the host of Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channel. I like how you didn't play along at all <laughs> with what I was doing. You just kind of went well, on to your own thing. Right back in there. It tanked. Anyways, yeah, Mark Davis, he's going to be hopping on uh, just like 30 seconds, and we're also going to be joined by Cat Daddy. He hasn't been on in like two or three weeks. A couple of weeks, but nevertheless, he's going to talk about uh, the great catfishing, or actually spoonbilling, going on right now. wonder if you'll be able to say spoonbill. I can't say spoonbill. Um, also, we're going to have Scott Rupp. He's the editor-in-chief of Handguns and Rifle Shooters. And while we're right here... Uh, yeah, let's get to Mark Davis. Shall we do it? We shall do it right now. It's Fish and Firearms this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Oh, I see. Now kicking off a two-part interview with Mark Davis, host of Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Our guest, he is a superhero. No, he doesn't wear a cape. He carries a fishing pole and will whip you with it. Ooh. That's Mark Davis, by the way. Uh, anyways, Mr. Mark, you catch those monsters lurking under the ocean. Uh, how's it going, buddy? It's going well, brother. I'm not 100% sure I can live up to an interview like her, to an intro like that. <laughs> well, you know, it's really funny, but I was watching you this morning, and when you were doing that roundup at the uh, the show down there in Orlando, uh, you did yeah, a very, very good job on on uh, you know talking about the the Hobie as well as the hummingbird. Holy cow, that's some good stuff. Yeah, we um, you know, it was kind of comical. That was a, a last minute deal. I, I forget what the circumstances were, but you know, I got a phone call from Mitch Petrie at Outdoor Channel, and he said, "Hey, man, uh, anyway, you can do the product roundup and product reviews that I cast." And I said, "Well, man, here's." You know, I got appointments, but here's the the half hours and hours and everything I got ready. Y'all just line them up, and I'll walk in the booth. And, I mean, you know, you got so many people at that show know exactly what their product line is, know what they're talking about. Kind of like what y'all do with me. You just ask the right questions and wind up the hamster wheel and watch it roll. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what. You know, we were joking about you being Superman, but you truly are. You fish all over the world. There is a story, and you've got to tell me if this is true or not. Um, you, you were on an amazing trip. A uh, couple months later, or, you know, a couple weeks, you thought you were having a heart attack. 
something happened to you on a fishing trip. Is this story true? And if it is, please tell us and our listeners. Well, first off, you know, I got a list of about five or six people that I need to make a phone call to for running their mouth. Uh, There ain't a whole lot of people even know that story, but yes, uh, what you are speaking of is true. Um, I did not draw the conclusion in the line and what was going on until about three months afterwards. And, you know, I, I just started, it was in November, I just started having, actually probably about September, I started having chest pain. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm with what I do, I'm a little bit animated. I, there's probably a whole lot of reasons I ought to have a heart attack. So it kind of was bothering me a little bit. And uh, I thought, you know, it'll go away. So I start, I don't tell my wife what's going on. I start taking a baby aspirin and I'm doing all this stuff and <laughs> thinking, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's growing pain. I'm I'm close to 50 now. It's probably, I'm still growing. Um, it just kept getting worse. And so I finally, I told my wife, I said, look, I'm, I'm having some chest pains, and as soon as I said that, she's a pediatric burn unit nurse, and oh. you know what happened after that. Yeah. So they she sent me in fire. To, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But the next week, I had the, the greatest cardiologist in South Carolina and was at the heart clinic, and they were doing the stress test and doing all this other stuff on me and put me up to these machines and inject me with dye and put me on a treadmill and do all this other stuff. And he gets to the end of it, and he says, I'll tell you what, he said, you know, he said, "You did you run?" And I said, "Well, only when chased by bears." And he <laughs> says, well, "You ran my treadmill off trying to get your heart rate up to you know one forty, one fifty. And he said, "Once we got it up there, he said, man, you recovered quick.'" He said, I, "I don't know what the deal is." He said, "When are you having these pains?" And he still had me hooked up. And I said, "Well, I'm having them right now." And he looks at me, you know, with that look like you know your dog just farted, and looks up <laughs> at the machine. And says, well, there's nothing wrong with you right now. Where does it hurt? Well, that was the first time anybody asked me where it hurt. I told him it was on the left side. Well, I pointed to it, and it was right pretty much in between my ribs on my left side. He said, son, that's not where your heart is. And, of course, my wife just looked up to the heavens and said a prayer for me. <laughs> and uh, he said, I said, well, what, you know, here's when it happens intermittently, da 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 He said, well, let me try one more thing. So they take me into the, just the normal x-ray room. They run me through an x-ray, and he says, did you know you've got a broken rib and two cracked ribs? <laughs> oh, really? And I just looked at him and I said, obviously not. He said, you got any idea how you did that? And there was again a pause and he said, you seriously have to pause that long? <laughs> I said, I, I, I really do. And then I got to thinking about it and I went back and looked at the footage and it was at uh, Tropic Star in Panama and I had a billfish next to the boat and I was holding on to it. It was a big, you know, Good size marlin, three, four hundred pound marlin. And at one point in time, he picked me up like a pack of Cheetos and slammed me back down on the gunnel. <laughs> and you could see where I winced, um, when Ooh. he did it. And I mean, it was just, you could just see it. I mean, that, that he did it two or three times. And one of those times, apparently about three months earlier, had broken one of my ribs and cracked two of the other ones. And three months later, I thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> and there's your redneck logic. We went to the hospital and away we went. <laughs> Holy so, yes, God. that story is true. There's a very limited number of people that know about it, and I'm going to find out which one of them told you. Now a lot of people know about it. So that's well, the story. Well, it goes to show, though, for one, how dangerous fishing truly is. Also, how extreme of an angler you are. You're just like, ah, oh, let's just brush it off and keep fishing. Shake it off. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I mean, I, I did so many. If you looked at my computer, you would probably literally just bust out crying because you're laughing so hard at all the search. As I did. I was on WebMD. I was on Google for baby. I, I had it all figured out, man. I, I was just having a 
little bit of issues that one of those baby aspirin a day would surely fix. Well, you know, it's amazing. So we're talking about, you know, you broke your ribs fishing. Now I'm also looking at a picture of you out on the water and there's tornadoes behind you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, we, uh, what are you that doing? was this year. <laughs> yeah, that was this season, uh, last year in North Carolina. What some people look at as insane, I look at as an opportunity for a great backdrop. Um, <laughs> you know, God was on the road doing this Oh my God. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, we were in North Carolina on the Noose River, and, and I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's not as bad as it looks. It was, but the difference was, is, you know, I've got a 2600 Blue Way with a 350 twin rotating prop Suzuki on the back that'll run 60 mile an hour. I knew we were going to run dead away from that stuff. (laughs) And truthfully, as that stuff started to develop, I really wasn't planning. We were getting ready to leave. And about the time, I mean, we we were, we were done. Matter of fact, I think Greg, Captain Greg Bolova had already put his rod up. And I saw a flick with a Menhaden, which meant there was a school of Menhaden there and meant there was probably a bull red under it the one that i'm holding and i made one more cast and greg told me later he said he said you made that cast he said i'm gonna tell you right now if it'd been anybody else i would have calmly walked up there and cut your line before you even had a chance <laughs> to put the bail back over he said i wouldn't even have bothered to try to go get the cork he said he goes i could not believe you made a cast and he said then i'm if at the time i said please god don't let him the following would have been get bit but i didn't get to it because you had that big bull on he said, and I, he said, you can tell just looking at the look on his face. <laughs> he, he was telling me, he goes, I'm going to sit here quietly. I want you to do this as quickly as you possibly can so we can get out of here, please. Yeah. So, well, you know, that uh, stuff was, yeah, it was like in the, what you see in your car, objects in mirror may be closer than they appear. Those are. You bet. Hey, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? Absolutely. Always. All right. Hey, we're talking with Mark Davis. He's the host of Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays at 930 in the morning. Eastern Time. Yeah, and this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Uh, Big Water Adventures now in its 15th season, over 200 episodes. Real quick, though, Mr. Mark, before we get to a break, where can we find you online, buddy? The easiest way to get hooked up to everything we do is www.bigwateradventures.com, and it'll hook you up to all the social media and everything that we've got going on. You bet. More Mark Davis right after this. Hooked up to the World Wide Web. Your outdoor place in cyberspace. What computers are for? JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution will continue next. They're out to change lives, one family cabin at a time. I feel blessed to have work done on our little humble cabin. On an all-new season of Renovation Hunters, Hal Schaefer and his crew of home improvement specialists are dedicated to preserving the family camp. We have the biggest teardown we've probably ever had. The whole back of this house has to come off. So memories will continue to be made for future generations. This is amazing. An all-new season of Renovation Hunters premieres February 23rd on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings has all your spring and summer grilling needs. Specifically designed for game and fish, try our 16 different shaker seasonings and look for our new rub line in the large bottles. Don't forget to try our new finishing sauces. Find us on the web at www.himtn jerky.com or look for the bucking horse logo at a retailer near you the revolution with jim and travis back with with fish and firearms the very concept is unimaginable now let's get back to mark davis host of big water adventures on outdoor channel saturdays 9 30 a.m eastern presented by my outdoor tv stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere anytime my outdoor tv at myoutdoortv.com. here's part two 
Hey, we're back. We're talking fish and firearms in this week's show. And before the break, of course, Mark Davis was on talking about his big fight with Sonny Lissett. No, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, this year, weren't you down in uh, Crocodile Bay doing some inshore and offshore fishing, or was it not this year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, we went down there. We um, the shows that are airing this year, we actually shot in 2021, and we got some we got some amazing shows uh, done in, in Costa Rica last year. Crocodile Bay. I mean, last year we just we got everything we would have possibly wanted. I mean, we got the billfish offshore, um, had some big dolphin offshore, and then inshore we had the big rooster fish. I had a rooster that was pushing 50 pounds, and a couple wow. of big two bears that were about the same. Wow. And then my. Uh, Used to be, uh, it used to be a mate on the boat, and it's actually Todd Staley, who is the director of FECOP and works with me down at Crocodile Bay. His son, Charlie, has kind of become a, a, a feature on the show, and, uh, you know, has, has, he's got better English than I do now. Um, took him about three years. I'm, I'm impressed. So, but he, he had a, uh, he had a legit triple bill lumberjack on a, uh, Sea Falcon butterfly jig. And it was just, it was amazing. I mean, it was, it was a monstrous, monstrous fish. It took him and I both just to hold it up after about an hour and 30 minutes. He had that fish on. So, and that was considered an inshore show. So between the cabaras, the roosters, the billfish, the dolphin, I mean, Crocodile Bay this year, both shows inshore and offshore, you're going to get the full meal deal. I promise. You bet. Now, the thing is, when you, uh, when we first started talking today, uh, you're in your backyard and you're, actually tuning your baits tell us about yes, that sir. and why it's important that we do that i'll tell you if you've got access to clear water if you've got a swimming pool and you're not putting baits in it all the time i, I realize i may have some family members get mad at me for getting you turned on to this if you're listening but um you really will learn more if you'll just sit down and i'm i'm not joking there's times where i'll sit down you know after i either eat breakfast and next thing i know it's mid-afternoon or eat lunch and next thing i know i look over and the sun's starting to set I spend an exorbitant amount of time in my pool sitting in a chair and pitching baits. And mm-hmm. I do that for a variety of reasons. Um, the two primary ones would be to tune them to make sure they're running right. Um, even if a bait's running right out of the package, uh, you know, I've got my hard bait sponsor, Halco, is 100% on, you know, getting the baits tuned out of the package as best they can. But really what you want is you want that knuckleball going through the water. You don't want it really even running one side or the other or running, quote, unquote, straight. Best thing I can tell you about tuning them is just pitch it out there. Believe it or not, every bait's got a break in, and you throw it about five or six times. And what I mean by that, it sounds crazy, but it everything breaks loose. You know, any of the epoxy that's got little burrs on it, if the O-rings are hung up, anything that's going on on that bait that is going to break loose while you're fishing it, you make those first five, six casts, and then you'll see what it's doing. If it's fine, put it back. But if not, speed it up, get it going as fast as you can, you know, physically pull the bait through the water, and that'll show what direction it's running quicker, for lack of a better way of putting it. But if you'll spend some time in the pool, I don't care whether, you know, the other reason that I do it is for new products that I've never fished, don't know anything about. I mean, you know, once again, back to Halco, they're out of Australia. I have some input into what they do and how they do it. But even if I know exactly what they're coming out with, um, it's interesting because they'll send me a bait that's designed for one thing. Um, you know, they, they've got what they call a Max 190, which is a high-speed Wahoo trolling bait. And I was actually at my pool and my daughter was standing next to me. And I pitched it out there one time. I turned to say something, and when it started to fall, she she said, man, that thing looks good while it's falling. Now, she's, at the time, she was about 10. And uh, I said, well, now I'll drop it down, see what happens if I drop it down at the bottom. 
Well, I caught Warsaw groupers up to 100 pounds, sailfish, uh, you know, different types of groupers, snappers, all kinds of stuff. Uh, gag groupers just crush it. But the, the funny thing about it is that was a hundred percent because I was doing a high speed trolling bait, pitching it in the pool to see how it ran. And I just happened to stop it and watch it glide as it fell and thought to myself, man, a grouper is going to crush that. So if you'll spend a little bit of time in the pool, that's the one tip I can give you is just take what you think is going on. That's why I love filming underwater because what you think's going on down there, man, there's no conjecture. I mean, that, the, you know, the live scope and all that stuff's great. But if I can see something on a, you know, 4K HD camera, I know exactly what's going on down there because I'm looking at it. It's the same thing with a swimming pool. Um, there's, there's really honestly an opportunity there to accelerate your learning curve and to figure out what it is that you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to just make it better. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Mark Davis. He's the host of Big Water Adventures on Outdoor Channel Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. That's 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Now, can we get all the previous seasons Big Water Adventures on My Outdoor TV or just a couple of them? So I took over Big Water Adventures uh, around season six, um, I had another production company that, quite honestly, that's the main reason we parted ways. They owned a percentage of it. Oh. And I wanted to, up, I wanted to uh, honestly, I wanted to up the uh, quality of the show, the programming. I want to do more underwater. I wanted to invest more time, money, everything into it. Yeah. So starting season seven was when we actually started doing, or excuse me, season six is when we started doing it in-house with just my family and my producer and um, my cameraman. So as of right now, I own the one through five seasons, but as of right now, six through 15 is on myoutdoortv.com. But I can tell you right now, you go through six to 15 and I don't know anybody on God's green earth that won't be sick of me by that many episodes. <laughs> uh, but one, one thing we are going to do is for the 200th episode, we're going to where we did the pilot. Believe it or not, back when I did the start of the show, Big Water Adventures, actually, we you had to submit a pilot, and they had to approve it, and then, you know, you didn't even bother going forward with it if, you, if they didn't take the pilot at Outdoor Channel. So we went to the Tortugas with a guy by the name of Rob Hammer in Florida, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to do that exact same trip, same float plan, same everything. We're going to do the exact deal, and then go ahead and go back and forth between that initial episode that was shot in 2007 and the one we're going to shoot this year. Oh, man, that's going to be cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, we so, got. So, yeah. Yeah, we got to get to a break. Coming up next, Jimbo, who we got? Hey, we got Cat Daddy, and he's, he's never wrestled a sailfish before. Uh, no, he has not done anything, Marquez. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, where can we find you online, buddy? Real easy. Go to BigWaterAdventures.com, and it'll get you hooked into everything that we've got. It's even got a link there to my outdoor TV, all of it. Anything you need to see about me, you can see it there. <laughs> you bet. Hey, that was Mark Davis. Coming up next. Cat Daddy. Don't go anywhere. Bass. I kiss fish to you. My tackle ain't brand new. I catch them like Van Damme. They put that money in my hand. That's right. Spinnerbait. Hey, up, sucker. He's trolling. Want more of an outdoor experience? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Hit JimandTrav.com now and connect with show archives, Jim's blog, Trav's take, product reviews with Buyer Bust. Mrs. Bunny and the best tips and tactics from our large encyclopedia of hunting and fishing professionals. JimandTrav.com. Log on and stay tuned. The revolution will be right back. We're going to blow stuff up, aren't we? Be sure to strap in tight. Ah! What is going on here? 
your favorite action shows and movies to the Batmobile are put to the test. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> nice. It's going to be a wild ride. Shall we? We shall. All new Hollywood Weapons, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. You're welcome. Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is in my friend. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking fish and firearms in this week's show. Before the break, old Mark Davis, host of Big Water Adventures, was on. But our next guest, man, he knows everything about cats. Yeah, we might have been in Panama, Costa Rica, but what about Topeka, Kansas? Oh, we no. got to go there for Cat Daddy. <laughs> he is the greatest cat fisherman of all time, uh, and he is also uh, Mark Davis's idol. Uh, so anyways, Mr. Cat Daddy, how's it going, buddy? Well, I tell you what, man. <laughs> You know, Topeka is where all the big boys go, uh, uh, go and hide and wait on people to catch them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's where uh, Jimmy Hoffa's killer's at, too, right? All the all the you good know, people. Wow, Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> yeah. that, it... that sounds like a concrete situation. <laughs> <laughs> They've got concrete evidence is what they have. <laughs> all right, so what is the, uh, you know, the springtime, it's fickle, man. Weather's hot, weather's cold, weather's crazy. It's always something. What is the fishing like, though? Well, you know what it's about. You know, spoonbill season is upon us. Ooh. March 15th through May 15th. Once again, my friend. Oh. Once again. So you know, the big I... boys are out there. Hopefully we get a lot of water up here in Miami, Oklahoma. So, you know, them spooners are going up river and spawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I thought I, uh, I had heard that some guy caught a 140-pound spoonbill. Is that right? Yeah, that was up in Oklahoma, uh, Kingston Lake, something like that. Really? Wow. Yeah, that that was a big one. That looked like a wash tub. What's the biggest spoon? <laughs> what's the biggest spoon bill you've ever caught? Biggest one I ever caught was ninety pounds. Holy cow, man! That is a big boy right there. Oh man, it, it was a freaking hog. Now I'm telling you, yeah, took no. me forever to get him in. Now, is it everywhere or just in Miami, Oklahoma, where you can't keep the eggs? Is that pretty much everywhere or not? Oh, that, that's pretty well everywhere. Yeah, is yeah. It? They, uh, they, uh, well, you know, they, they started cleaning stations up there along the river, and uh, the city people there, you know, they clean your fish for you. The DNR clean your fish for you, mm-hmm. and uh, they, you know, pack it all up and everything. But you got to give them the eggs. Now you can keep the eggs just as long as you uh, freeze them once and, and unthaw them. That that means you know they're they're no good for caviar or nothing like that. Now, now the Chinese people, uh, for some reason, it's an aphrodisiac. Oh, yeah, I don't know how they go about all that. But I'll take two helpings. Don't forget the crackers. Is it better <laughs> than those little blue pills? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that very much. <laughs> now, have you ever eaten uh, the caviar? Let's say the eggs out of a spoonbill. No. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no! I can't eat none of that stuff, man. Just cleaning them. You know, cutting them out of their guts and looking at them, uh, no, no. Now, are you allowed but, to freeze it and use it for bait? Yeah, now, once you freeze it, you, know, you can use it for bait, yeah. Is it good now, for bait? Now, I'll tell you, a trick to that is to get you some alum 
from your pharmacy place and uh, throw a little alum on there. Boy, that'll toughen them membranes up and them eggs, and you can put them right on the hook. Oh, And they won't fall off even when you cast? Yeah, you got to give a little extra loving, you know, when you're throwing it out there. But... <laughs> kind of lob it, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, they're a they're a heck of a catfish bait now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now, uh, paddlebill paddlefish season started what uh, March fifteenth? March fifteenth to May fifteenth. Yep, right, right there. Now, now that lake up there in Oklahoma, uh, they're open all year round up there, as far as I'm, as far as I know, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. In that particular uh, lake, they don't migrate like they do out of the Grand Lake of the Cherokees, right? Right. Now, they just kind of, you know, move around there. And that lake's deep, too, from what I've been told. Never been on it. But, you know, when you mark them on your ID, you just take your boat and go around and drag your weight. Sometimes you'll be in 90, 100 foot of water. Oh, my goodness. Now, you just... Yeah, that's, that's a... That's a heck of a deal there. I, I, I love to hook on a, you know, a 50, 60, 70, 80 pound spooner in that deep of water. Man, it'd be on, boy. Oh, that'd be a fight. Holy crap. Now, these are just snagging them. And- yeah, that's the only way you're going to get them because they, uh, they're an algae plankton eater. So, uh, unless you put on, wrap up some plankton or algae. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of put uh, them in a sock. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You, you, you got to snag them, boys. Got to snag them. But the thing is, and and here's the real secret about it: you cannot have a barb on your hook down there when you're uh, when you're fishing for the spoonfills, do can you? Man, you're having a tough you time with not that. Have one. nothing on there. I tell you what, seventy five dollar a point. Oh, Jesus! Oh, yeah, please. that'll make you want to get your file and get to work quick. God, yeah, at seventy five bucks, that'll buy you one gallon of gas. You know, <laughs> holy crap! Now, is that affect the gas prices? Is that affecting trips? I mean, are you going to be doing more, you know, bank fishing? Because let's face it, people can't afford to get in a boat. Well, I tell you what, man, my my gas mileage went up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's uh, I'm right at seventy eight cents a mile now. Well, you got it. That's, that's just for gas procurement, there, you know. But yeah, yeah, boy, it's crazy out there. You know, you go to fill your boat, and I, heck, I got a forty five gallon tank on my boat and a forty gallon tank on my truck. <sighs> Man, you're talking about I go get the ski mask just, <laughs> just to pay the bill. Oh, my God. But the thing is, uh, you know, you, there's nothing you can do about the mileage on the boat. I mean, that's just right down the drain. But you've got to get to point A to point B in order to do that. But That's right. You know, you're you're in the type of, of business that you can adjust your rates where if somebody had bid a contract, say, four months ago, they can't change that contract, and so they've got to live with it and learn how to make profit. It costs money to make money. That's oh, it. Oh, that is the truth. Now, do you have anything available? I mean, people want to get out. They want to have a unique experience. And if they bring you five gallons of gas, does that help? Oh, yeah, I would think you go to the top <laughs> of the list. But to go on a spoonbill trip. Well, if it's just five gallons, I'm, you know, I'll just have to tell them we ain't cutting grass with the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Come on, boys and girls. Now, do you have anything available? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm wide open, man. Just give me a holler. We'll get you hooked up. Hey, and uh, where can we go to online to find you? www.catdaddyguideservices.com. Yeah, and if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy, you can send him an email at catdaddy underscore one 
at msn.com and make sure you actually send a photograph of your five gallon gas can or of your spoon bill. Yeah. Uh, now, Cat Daddy, you know, because they don't have a bone in their body, they're spineless like liberals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's a, that's a joke, anyways. Um, no, he on his spoon bill, it's such a delicious white flaky meat. He only uses high mount seasonings. There are fabulous rubs, brines. You can find them at himtnjerky.com. Cat Daddy also has. High Mountain Seasonings tattooed on his chest. Oh, he does. People didn't know that, um, but he does. Jimbo, who we, who we got coming hey, you up? You know, there's only one thing that gets between me and my spoon bill, <laughs> and that's High Mountain Seasonings. <laughs> there you go. Hey, stick around, because we've got Scott Rupp, editor-in-chief of Handguns and Rifles Shooter Magazine, coming up next. That's right. Mr. Cat Daddy, you're the best. We love you, buddy. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. I'll be waiting on that for you, <laughs> I ain't going fishing no I better get out of here and get to that supermarket for it closed. That's the only way I'm gonna get any fish. It's cold out of here. Got no beer. Mrs. Bunny's wild game grilling tips are brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Bear ham. Despite what you may have heard, bear meat is delicious and likely one of the most overlooked red meats. There are endless ways to prepare bear. However, one that you may not have considered is bear ham or bacon. Using a bone-in bear ham, trim it well and remove the fat cap. Then, in a large plastic container, submerge your bear in a brine of one gallon of water, one cup of tender quick, two cups of brown sugar, and a quarter cup of pickling spices. Allow your bear ham to sit in the brine at a rate of one day per pound. At the end of that period, take your bear ham out, rinse it with cold water, pat it dry, and then smoke it at a low temperature until it reaches 155 degrees internally. Check out HighMountainJerky.com where you can pick up loads of great seasonings and kits to make all of your wild game dishes more delicious. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? It's the revolution with Jim and Trav. And if you think they're annoying on the air, then you totally have to see the craziness on social media. And definitely check out the piece of crap website, JimandTrav.com. And if you're still not scared away, stay tuned. The revolution will continue after these messages. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Can we really get on a horse and go horseback, tree saddle, turkey hunting? The crazier the setup. What if I became a scarecrow and hunted? The wilder the hunt. We're going paddleboard deer hunting. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And when the hunts are this epic. That's what I'm talking about. It's time to go viral. Viral Outdoors. Fridays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Trav is on with fish and firearms. That means we got to get to work. Now launching into another two-parter with J. Scott Rupp, editor-in-chief of Handguns and Rifle Shooter magazines and co-host of Handguns and Defensive Weapons on Sportsman Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. This is part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking fish and firearms on this week's show. And before the break, we had old Cat Daddy on. 
Well, he had some great stories about catching giant catfish. He likes shooting fish in a barrel. That is. And he does it with us, Scott Rupp. He is the editor-in-chief of Handguns and Rifle Shooter magazines and the co-host, executive producer of Handguns and Defensive Weapons. Uh, that's a Sportsman Channel. All-new season is going to drop in July, but you can get, Jimbo. What's that? Uh, eight seasons of uh, Handguns and Defensive uh. Weapons on My Outdoor TV. We highly recommend. Mr. Scott, how's it going, buddy? Well, you make me sound a lot more important than I really am. I'm just <laughs> cheap cooking bottle washer. <laughs> Literally. You know, it's kind of crazy. Literally. The world we live in anymore. And, you know, there is one side of, you know, let's say the United States. It's like, oh, in America, why would you need a firearm for self-defense? We are protected. We're absolutely fine. Uh, There is so much looting, rioting, even in the country. Homes are being broken into. Things are being stolen. It's just a good bet to educate yourself when it comes to firearms, Mr. Scott, to also. I mean, there's so much fun. Let's take away the self-defense aspect for uh just a moment the recreational side of firearms is why you should truly get into them and then self-defense and home protection is an added benefit don't you think well i think they really support each other like uh saturday i shot a steel challenge match you know these recreational shooting sports really give you the familiarity and skill sets that you need to be able to defend yourself and i'm you know i've been a competitive shooter since I was a kid, and I just think that they're fun on their in their own right, and they teach you things about your firearm that make you more skilled and, and more capable. Yeah, you know, the thing is, I always thought that bigger was better, but the fact of the matter is, you should always carry a handgun if you're going to do it for self-defense and concealed carry with something that you're really familiar with and that you can really handle. Isn't that true? You're proficient with. Oh, it's, yeah, it's very true, and uh, I know it's it's not always possible for people to do it, but I always recommend try as many handguns as you can that would be suitable for what whatever your purpose is. So I have uh, my carry gun is a Sig P365, and it just happens to be a gun that I shoot fully as well as I shoot a full-size handgun. Some guns have the right grip angle and trigger pull and sight setup that, are, that just, you know, really works for certain individuals. Yeah, now you have J. Scott Rupp's six great revolver cartridges for carry and home defense applications. Um, and we don't have time to run through all of them, but you did like the, I mean, so a cool one, like the 327 Federal Magnum. It's kind of a specialty thing. But when you get into like 38 special, 357 interchangeable, that are two calibers that you selected, those are fantastic, aren't they? Well, right. And I, you know, the 38 Special has been, you know, a stalwart, you know, in defensive and sporting shooting for eons. And the 38 is just a really controllable round. And there's so much in terms of ammunition availability. You know, you can get, you know, relatively inexpensive loads for practice and, you know, get defense loads that'll get the job done for you. And it's a really controllable round. And, you know, if you're, if you can handle it, you know, stepping up to 357, I mean, super capable round. Well, you know, normally when you when it's self-defense, I mean, you're in close quarters normally, okay? And what I carry most of the time and keep one in my truck is the 38 uh, Special Plus P, and that has enough firepower yeah. to do whatever I want it to do. Yeah, I have a uh, Smith & Wesson 640 that I shoot, you know, I keep, you know, here and sometimes carry 
And yeah, I shoot plus P's out of it because it's, you know, it's that happy medium between, you know, the special and the, but it's a lot more controllable than a 357, which, you know, frankly, you know, in a two inch barrel revolver, is, is a handful. Yeah, well, you know, I uh, I decided that uh, since I had quite a little uh, uh, 45 ACP and 45 long colt, I decided to go with the Ruger 5050, which shoots both cartridges. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, I, I got away from the 1911 because the frame was so heavy and so forth. It was bulky to carry, and uh, I, I thought this would be better. But the frame is pretty pretty good size. While I can hit everything I want to hit with it. It's still too big to carry. That's why I go back to my Taurus 38 Special Plus B. What yeah, and, well, and you're starting to see some of those smaller nine, 1911s come out, too. Springfield's, you know, just come out with the EMP Ronin. And and I've got a, a Ronin operator that I like commander size. Now, it's not a, not a gun I routinely conceal carry, but, man, I love shooting them. Yeah. What would you say is, you know, we, we've talked a lot before, but what is your take since you are literally an expert um, do you prefer self-defense, home defense? Do you prefer, you know, a revolver or semi-auto? I prefer semi-auto. Do you? Um, I, well, and I don't make that recommendation for everyone. It depends on your, your familiarity with semi-automatic and your willingness, you know, to train with it. But I think because, you know, most semi-automatics now, come with, you know, a, a frame rail where you can hang a light or a light laser on it. I think that makes it a more capable home defense tool. And, you know, and I like having the extra capacity as well. Um, so my home defense bedroom gun is a Smith & Wesson M&P. Mm. And I've got a stream light, light laser on it. And um, I just feel really comfortable having that. Now, having said that, if you're not someone who's going to spend a lot of time, you know, training with the firearm and, you know, knowing your manual of arms and being able to do a reload quick or, you know, if the slide does a lot forward, you know, just to reach up and slap that sucker, you know, get that magazine and <clears throat> get that magazine well seated and all the remedial action techniques that you need to know, then you're, you know, you're pretty much better off with the revolver because it's just, Pull the trigger, you know. You bet. Hey, Scott, we've got to take a break. Can you stick around? I can. All right. Hey, we're talking with Scott Rupp. He's the editor-in-chief of Handguns and Rifle Shooter magazines. Also, he's a co-host and executive producer of Handguns and Defensive Weapons on Sportsman Channel. All-around great guy. Yeah. Uh, later in July, all-new season of uh, Handguns and Defensive Weapons is going to come out. You can also get eight seasons of it on uh, My Outdoor TV. Now, Mr. Scott, to learn more about you, uh, handguns and rifle shooter magazines, get a subscription, man. Uh, where can we find you online? Oh, we're at uh, www.handguns.com and uh, rifleshootermag.com. Those are words to live by. Hey, we'll be right back right after this. Don't go anywhere. There, the revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. Clear your Saturdays. Major League Fishing is back. Yes, son. 
the competition kicks off with the always exciting Bass Pro Tour. Have a good day today, boys. Followed by all the drama of the General Tire Team Series. I got him, I got that boy! Then wrap up the day with first look highlights on all angles. We have a game plan. I'm feeling really good about this one. Major League Fishing Saturdays. It all begins at noon Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Fish and Firearms. Now, once again, here's J. Scott Rupp, editor-in-chief of Handguns and Rifle Shooter Magazines and co-host of Handguns and Defensive Weapons on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back. We're talking fish and firearms in this week's show. And before the break, we had old Scott Rupp on. And this guy, man, he's the editor-in-chief of Handguns and Rifle Shooter Magazines. Also the co-host and executive producer. That's a mouthful right there. Uh, Handguns and Defensive Weapons on Sportsman Channel. Why do I feel his sights are on me? All right, so moving on, you you handle so much cool stuff. Um, And recently you did an article about how the Marlin Lever Action 1895 SBL is back. Okay, you did a first look. Yes. Didn't you go? Was it a mule deer hunt, or what did you do? Yeah, we were down. Uh, Ruger was kind enough to invite me down on one of their launch events, and we were in West Texas uh, hunting with Steve Jones and his backcountry outfitters. Oh, yeah. And the menu was you could mule deer, Aldad, and Carmen Mountain Whitetail. And I happened to be able to get in on a nice mule deer. Wow. How did you think it performed that uh, 4570? Oh, I mean, a deer at 50 yards with a 4570, I mean, that's just lights out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a tank. <laughs> well, you know, before uh, before all the things happened with Marlin and so forth, uh, I took one to uh, Canada on a bear <clears throat> hunt as shooting the 4570. It was one-shot kill. I mean, that is a terrific round for dangerous game as well as... You know, as you're talking about deer, it's just a good, good. And I like the the uh, the rifle itself. That 1895 handled extremely well, cycled well. How'd you like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I loved it. I, and then I got a separate sample, and I got to spend some time with it and do a bit of hand-loading for it. And they, they just, Ruger's just done a fantastic job with, you know, and as I think I wrote in the article, it's not like the guns that were coming out under the previous owner were all junk because they weren't because mm-hmm. I bought a, I have a 444 Marlin <clears throat> that I really like and, and, you know, it cycles well and shoots well. But the little tweaks that Ruger has done have really improved, the, you know, the Marlin production and their, their rifles are just fantastic. And I, you know, so they came out with the 1895 SBL, you know, it's a large loop. And it's, you know, polished stainless and, but we're, we're going to start seeing, you know, other chamberings come back and I'm sure we'll see a 3030 and, and maybe 444. I don't know. I don't want to put words in Ruger's mouth here, but I mean, they're just doing a fantastic job with these lever actions and they're probably as good as they were since, well, maybe since ever. Oh, wow. Now in Rifle Shooter Magazine in the May, June issue, uh, people can read more about this. You did a fantastic article. Do you know what that runs uh, for that Marlin or not? Uh, offhand, I want to say it's around thirteen hundred. Don't oh, yeah. quote me on that. I can, they're not cheap. Yeah, you know, but really, they they never really were. I yeah, because Marlins were always, you know, they're really well constructed guns, and they, you know, that takes money. But you're getting a gun that's going to, you know, 
service for a lifetime and it's going to shoot well more than likely. And they're, and they're just smooth. They just, they just did such a great job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now you look at, I mean, when it comes to making that type of an investment in a home defense, self-defense weapon, um, obviously home defense is going to be different. Do you recommend investing in certain calibers, whether it is a handgun or maybe it's a 243, maybe it's a 300 Win Mag? Are there calibers you think right now it is very smart, Mr. Scott, to invest in? Well, it's hard to argue against the 223. I mean, however you feel about that as a round itself, the fact that it's widely available and chambered in so many, you know, civilian AR-15s and, of course, you know, the military is running, still currently running the 223. That might change, but for now, they still are. Um, now, that's, you know, for when you're talking about home defense, you know, I actually, for a, for a home defense uh, rifle, you know, I have a 9mm carbine that mm. I like. Oh, yeah. Um, because it's a lot more controllable and, and the muzzle blast isn't going to be something that, you know, kind of shut, you know, turns out your own lights when you fire it inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know that, uh, that Trav, he has a, uh, a pump shotgun for home defense and uh, there's some great rounds that can go into that 12 gauge. And, uh, the, the only problem is, makes a mess but uh, nevertheless yeah. i don't think you're really worried about a mess if you have to use it in your home i was thinking no. about my plaster I, I don't care about a hole in the wall you can always patch that it's you know you can patch that yeah nobody likes to leak especially me okay and so you know it, it's it's better them as jimbo says you know it, it send flowers um <laughs> But I, I just think it's such a, you know, people really need to tune into what you guys do. You have so much awesome, credible information uh, in Rifle Shooter Magazine, also in Handguns Magazine. Uh, and then on your show, Handguns and Defensive Weapons on Sportsman Channel, also eight seasons of My Outdoor TV. This is where people need to really educate themselves. And you guys are like the authority uh, when it comes to that, Mr. Scott. Well, that's certainly... One of the corner, well, the cornerstone of uh, handguns and defensive weapons. You know, we want to bring to viewers as much good, solid information on how to keep themselves safe and how to, you know, properly operate a firearm. And, you know, no, you know, we're going to do a, a shoot, no shoot where we're going to use like airsoft pistols and we're going to do some force on force stuff. And, you know, when you get a firearm for, personal defense, you know, there's a lot of information that you really need to gather to be, you know, a safe and responsible firearms owner. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Scott Rupp. He's the editor-in-chief of Handguns and Rifle Shooter Magazines and co-host of the, and executive producer of Handguns and Defensive Weapons on Sportsman's Channel. And he always says, if it's a choice between you and them, and flowers. That's right. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out. YamahaMotorsports.com. I actually don't think he says that. <laughs> uh, but Mr. Scott, to learn more about you, uh, handguns and rifle shooter magazine, handguns and defensive weapons, television show, where can we find you guys online? At www.handguns.com and at www.rifleshootermag.com All right. Uh, once again, that was Mr. J. Scott Rupp. We got to get to a break. Mr. Scott, we love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Great talking to you guys. 
Underground, the revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these messages. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. With the Wolverine R-Max 21000 and R-Max 41000, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. Chocolate lovers, Michael Horn here along with J.D. Jeremy Dayton. We've got a special offer for them if they love chocolate. Am I right, J.D.? Oh, yeah. Go to vinedabar.com and put in the code CHOCOLATE20. You get 20% off your order. Now, here's the thing. Vinedabar chocolate is dark chocolate mixed in with the Chardonnay mark. That's the skins of the Chardonnay. So you get all the health benefits of the wine, the health benefits of the dark chocolate, and you get some very delicious chocolate with Himalayan salt, so many great different varieties. But you have to go to the website. It's vinetobar.com, and the code is CHOCOLATE20. You like chocolate, J.D., am I right? Oh, I like me some chocolate too much. Too much. Go to vinetobar.com and put in CHOCOLATE20 to get 20% off your order. Again, vinetobar, V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com, the code CHOCOLATE, C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E-20. Vine to bar chocolate, chocolate 20. Well, that's a wrap. The revolution with Jim and Trav is over this week. Bye. Bye. Hope you liked it. And that's it. Remember, stay in touch with the boys and provide us some valuable feedback at JimandTrav.com. Hey, we had a great time talking about fish and firearms in this week's show. Of course, we had Mark Davis on with Big Water Adventures and then uh, Cat Daddy of all people. Cat Daddy with Cat Daddy's Catfishing Adventures. Oh. Yes. And then uh, J. Scott Rupp, editor chief of a handguns and rifle shooter magazines and co-host of handguns and defensive weapons on sportsman's channel excellent show this week as always we always do a good job uh pat on the back jimbo thank you um thank you. Uh, so <laughs> last word hey last word is hey get out there and do turkey hunting i mean turkey hunting all over the country now yeah do some plinking too in the backyard or go to the range doesn't matter make sure you use hearing protection and uh, hammer home and f- eye, eye protection too yes of course and hammer home firearm safety it is imperative we will return next week though won't we yes we will thank you so much for listening and make sure you hop on uh, jimmytrap.com and peruse uh, past uh, shows articles all that good stuff alright so peace out God bless you United States of America we love you Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network 
its staff, and management.